Welcome to There's a Better Way. Each episode, Dr. Arvind Chandrasekharan, professor and academic director, will sit down with a prominent expert or faculty leader to discuss how business principles can provide solutions to problems we may face in our professional and personal lives. This program is brought to you by Fisher Executive Education. Today's episode, we have special guest host, Joe Goodman, associate professor and chair of the Department of Marketing and Logistics at The Ohio State University, Fisher College of Business. So welcome to There's a Better Way. Today's topic is credit card debt. Credit card debt is on the rise, as you might expect. However, after the Great Recession in 2008, we actually saw a decrease in credit card debt until 2012, where it took a turn and it's been on the rise ever since. And now with so many people out of work or furloughed, they're turning to credit cards, now facing some pretty scary credit card bills and wondering how they're going to pay it off. So is there a better way to help consumers pay off credit card debt? Can we use the knowledge from behavioral economics and consumer psychology to help us find a better way? I'm here today with Grant Donnelly, Assistant Professor of Marketing at The Ohio State University's Fisher College of Business to talk about some of these issues and welcome to the program, Grant. Hi, Joe, thanks for having me. Yeah, Um, so um, really excited to have you here. Grant does a lot of interesting research, um, one of which is on consumer financial decision-making and, and, and looking at credit cards and, and other forms of debt. But before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and the type of research that you do. Right, well, yeah, I joined Fisher uh, about two years ago. I'm just now starting my third year. And I uh, am, I would say my research is mostly focused on how we can improve people's well-being. And so, of course, I focus on people's financial decisions, but also, um, their decisions um, as it relates to, say, physical health and social connection. And I'm also, in addition to being a faculty member in the marketing department, I have an affiliation with the Sustainability Institute at Ohio State, which is an interdisciplinary group of faculty that are looking to do research to kind of uh, tackle environmental challenges and problems. So a lot of my research has been focusing on how we can encourage pro kind of sustainable behavior and um, decisions like that. And as you mentioned, I like doing uh, field experiments. So we design interventions that people really experience, uh, much like some of my work with the credit card stuff, which I hope we'll um, dig into, um, just to see, you know, if there's ways in which we design the way in which people experience things and it can kind of nudge them to behave um, in a way that can kind of promote um, better choices for themselves. Yeah, um, really, really interesting topics and how they all tie tie in together. So, you know, you mentioned credit card debt and, and credit cards, what we're talking about today. It's, and do we know why so many consumers struggle to repay credit card debt? Well, one, um, credit cards aren't necessarily a bad financial tool. They're, they are quite you know, handy for people in that they um, provide a lot of services for people in that, um, you know, I happily use a credit card in that I don't need to have, you know, cash on me at all times and make sure I have oh, yeah. the correct amount of the exact yeah. or something. So there, there's an ease that's involved with using a credit card. Uh, it also allows me to have more slack. If you know, for instance, I I'm waiting for my paycheck. I, you know, I have to wait a little while um, and for you know at least ten more days until my my paycheck would come in. And credit card allows me to kind of fill in um, uh, moments in which I might not have liquid cash available. Uh, so what ends up happening is the financial tools are so attractive to use and the way in which they're, they're designed, I think can encourage their misuse. So not everyone misuses a a credit card. And in fact, there's a lot of incentives to use them. People get points and sometimes financial incentives to use their credit card. Um, so a lot of the incentives are incentives are in line to get people to use credit cards. 
uh, the incentives there though are not always there to pay things back, you know, so. Right, um, right. And that's where they, that's one of the ways that, that credit cards um, and banks make their money. Of course, they also make it off the transactions as well. So, yeah, um, you know, that's, that's important to note. And, you know, whenever I, I joke at the store and they say credit or debit, I say, why would I pay now if I could pay later? Exactly. Uh, and that is an interesting point too. Like credit cards not only make their money from people not paying their debts, but they, they charge a transaction fee to all the retailers you're going to. Uh, and so, right. but I think it, there's an elegant design of a credit card in which um, they create temporal distance. So t- distance between when you buy something and then when you have to pay for it. And that distance kind of um, allows you to kind of separate from say the motivation to pay or kind of what they might call the pain of paying kind of is reduced because you kind of forget about all the things you bought. Uh, and therefore when you get a bill in the mail, um, you might think of, you know, a large balance, which might be overwhelming and, and, and maybe depressing even, but it, you might not clearly remember all of the many purchases that you made. Right. No. And, and, and that can be um, that, that distance. It's, it's good that you mentioned that could be a negative thing because it separates the enjoyment of, of consumption when you bought say a pair of shoes and then you have to, the pain of paying, you can delay. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, it might be, there's some people that are very, hyperopic or that have actually problem spending or they have such a, a pain of paying that paying at the end of the month actually might make it easier for them. So actually, you know, I, instead of worrying about the 10 or $15 now, I can glump it together and get one bill at the end of the month and have that, that, that big payment as long as I can keep it, of course, under control. But that could, in theory, increase my happiness and well-being in life. Certainly, certainly. I think that you're correct. And in fact, my spouse like is what I would call more of a tightwad and has a difficult time spending money. And so the credit card, I think, encourages uh, potentially more spending because it's not, the pain of payment is reduced. And, yeah. you know, of course it's encountered later, but it, by the time you encounter it again, it's sort of like you already got to enjoy the, the purchase that you made. Yeah, no, I, I would put myself in that, in that camp as well, uh, that I'll agonize over a, a $10 purchase. And then, <laughs> you know, luckily at the end of the month, it's glumped in with all the food spending and, and big grocery bills. So, yeah, I think it's, it's important to note that there's, there's, there can be some important benefits to consumer, to, to credit cards for consumers and consumer well-being. When we're talking about the, the, the positives and negatives of credit card debt, yeah. one of them is uh, this idea that credit card debt affects uh, someone's credit score. So um, what do we know about how a credit card could affect a consumer's credit score? Well, oftentimes we're encouraged actually when we're young consumers just starting out to get a credit card to build up credit. And so that in mm-hmm. fact, it does work quite beneficially for you because um, a consumer, when they demonstrate reliable repayment of credit, that can actually increase your score. Um, uh, yeah, but- no, and, that, and that's an important point for yeah. some people say, well, I never want to have a credit card. Well, that's actually a really good way to build a credit. So I'd say as, as soon as you're um, able to get a credit card, use it. I, I always tell people use it for uh, a, a small purchase every month and repay it. So because three, four, five years down the road, you might want a car, you might want to buy a house. And right. that's how you establish that credit. Yeah, you get a lar- larger line of credit once you have a higher credit score. And, uh, and you don't have to carry debt. You just use it, pay 50 bucks, and then pay it at the end of the month. And yeah. Another example of why credit cards are, are great financial tools, um, you know, but of course, some people end up spending more than they can actually repay uh, or, you know, have the best intention to pay off their balance in full. But when it comes around to doing so, they're a little short financially or they have other responsibilities that emerge or, or whatnot. And yeah, so the, so, the, 
Yeah, yeah. So, so on that note, so what are what are some of those? Um, you know, what what do we know about that 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 consumer debt um, and some of the strategies that consumers use or don't use to try to pay off that to pay off that debt when it when it is being used too much? Yeah, there's a few features. Well, one is um, there's the ostrich effect, which is when people um, prefer to bury their head in the sand, so they might avoid information about their negative debt balance in that they might not open a statement or or or, the, or, or tend to financial information that may be negative. Um, another common feature that's been documented is that people often pay the minimum payment, uh, which, you know, uh, at least satisfies your basic necessity or obligation with the creditor. But usually yeah, so then you, you don't go into a missed payment. You got a missed payment. You still acquire um, you get interest charged um, to your accounts. So you're, you're accumulating debt, but you won't get like yeah, a missed payment charge or a late fee or something like that. And then finally, there's a few other strategies people use for, for making payments towards credit cards. And so I know when people have multiple credit cards, which is quite common, um, mm -hmm. let's say you have three credit cards, one has a balance of $5,000, one has a balance of 10,000, and the other has a balance of 20,000. People typically do what is called um, the snowball effect, which is a Dave Ramsey kind of suggestion in that people should focus on the smallest debt first and you know they'll get feedback about how they're doing well. And, they should keep that momentum going and pay off a debt and then that should keep them going to pay off their larger debts. That is not necessarily right. the most financially optimal strategy and that larger debt balances typically um, result in higher interest charges, but um, mm -hmm. it can psychologically be beneficial for some people. Uh, right, right, yeah. And, and that's some really interesting research too. So uh, that, that this idea that consumers, they wanna pay off the smaller debts first to try to feel like they're making progress towards a goal. And we know from, from a lot of research on and consumer behavior and goals and goal grading theory that if you, you know, feel like you're making achievements on goals, it can help you pay it off. Of course, the downside is that now you, um, you, you're, you might be paying off the credit card that has a, you know, 10% interest and leaving the 25%. So really from an economic exactly. perspective, um, you should be paying off the high interest rate first. And I always say there's good debt and there's bad debt. And the good, a good, if you can get a, you know, a, a loan at 2%, that's usually for a house or for education, that's good debt, you know, that's an investment. 25% credit card debt for new shoes probably is definitely bad debt. And <laughs> so you have to make that decision. So one, I think one caveat we should, we should say here as our, our discussion is that there's, um, we're talking about the psychology of it, not necessarily economically what consumers should do, but what consumers actually do do and, and the, the tools they can use to help them out. Exactly. Um, so when we think about these different strategies that consumers use, is there a better way or um, from your research that you found to, for consumers to approach their credit card debt? Yeah, well, when, when one thing we thought about uh, was the school gradient kind of uh, theory and that people, you know, a lot of it is psychological and that people need to have the perception that they're making progress towards reducing their debt, which should motivate them to pay more. Mm -hmm. And so a few things that we thought of when thinking of like, how could we design a credit card so that it would be more motivating to pay is, well, credit cards are naturally made up of many different purchases typically. And oftentimes uh, the feature of what a credit card does is they, you know, aggregate all of these losses per se, all of these charges. And so right. by the, the feature of aggregating a bunch of losses together makes the total loss felt less, you know, lessens that effect. So if we could kind of 
make it so that consumers sell each individual purchase as an opportunity to pay that off, it could potentially increase kind of their memory of what they bought, but also re remind them that they had many different purchases that they, you know, have outstanding. And so the, what we decided to do was to see if what if we what would happen if instead of making a payment towards the total balance of your debt, instead invited customers to make payments towards specific line item purchases. So like a, a, a dinner at a restaurant or um, a pair of shoes or some school books or, or something like that. Uh, okay, and, and so just to clarify here, the, what you mean is, let's say I, I'm gonna pay uh, $50 on my credit card bill. Mm -hmm. I could just say, oh, I'm gonna pay $50. Or I could tell American Express, hey, I want that $50 to go towards the shoes I, I bought or to, to pay off the $50 shoes. Exactly. But it's still $50. It's, I'm not paying any more or less necessarily. Yeah, so if you're a, a consumer who decided I'm gonna spend 50, repay $50 towards my debt this month, the difference like just psychologically for you could be you're either putting it towards your total balance, which maybe doesn't feel that meaningful to you, maybe it does, uh, or um, I'm using that $50 and I'm gonna like pay off my shoes. And that, at least in our research, we find ends up being a lot more of a meaningful representation for consumers. And so uh, when they can eliminate something from their bill, it feels satisfying and it actually encourages them to keep going. So to pay more, they end up paying a little bit more than $50 usually. Yeah, so, so tell us um, a little bit how you tested this idea in your research. Yeah, well, as a proof of concept, what we did is we brought people into the lab and we indebted them with, um, we had them engage in like a shopping task and ultimately indebted them with a certain amount of money and then made them do work tasks in order to pay things off. And uh, we varied whether they made payments towards the total balance of, you know, a debt balance or towards specific items. And so the outcome here was how much, like how much effort would someone exert towards, you know, earning money to pay it off towards their debt? Because in this lab environment, they could only use money to become, to get out of debt. And so what we see is just the simple act of allocating payment towards specific line item purchases, like we mentioned, um, you know, like um, a snack or whatever we had them purchase in the lab, um, increased their repayment um, speed. And so uh, once we kind of understood you know, that this repayment procedure might be more attractive to customers and potentially what type of customers. We've uh, ended up collaborating with a, a large international bank where we invited about, um, where about 300,000 of their customers were invited to participate. Well, sorry, 300,000 of their customers were either randomly assigned to make payments towards specific purchases of their credit card bill or make okay. uh, payments towards the total balance. And so we got to really evaluate how this payment procedure would work out in the real world. There's a couple of caveats with that. Like one, um, the bank couldn't force people to make payments towards specific purchases. It was an opt-in right. uh, thing. And so um, what we do see there is that um, when people have the opportunity to make payments towards specific purchases, they do end up paying a higher proportion of their bill. Um, we do see though that okay. um, the opt-in rate is sort of low. Um, in that um, the type of customers that really seems to appeal to are, are people who are more indebted. Um, so imagine like being saddled with an extra, uh, you know, an extremely large amount of debt. Uh, it just might feel totally hopeless to make minimum payments towards like $100,000 or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So having the opportunity to make a payment towards like a specific thing could be really valuable for someone who really feels underwater. And so we, we end up seeing, seeing, we end up seeing that in, in, um, in the field. Okay, so so what about um, 
you know, what about the, the, the consumer that pays off their bill each month? I mean, does this have any mm -hmm. effect on them? Yeah, so it benefits everybody, uh, but it, does, it is moderated to some extent by um, people who are less, quote unquote, less good at paying off their, their debt balance um, in total. Okay. So it's for, for, for consumers who pay off their total balance, um, drawing their attention to specific items isn't necessarily more motivating because they're already motivated to pay off their bill in full or they, or they might just make it a habit. And so it's really, it seems to be nudging more strongly those people who tend to pay either the minimum or like uh, a little bit more than the minimum to kind of nudge them a little bit further along. Okay, because yeah, obviously it's better uh, just to pay the credit card debt in full each month. If you yeah. can just pay it off, you know, this it's usually that's bad debt. It's a high interest rate um, or at least pay off as much as you can. So I would think, it, you know, it shouldn't make any difference. I'm just going to pay as much as I possibly can each month. Uh, so why does, you know, I can, I can understand people, um, the goal gradient idea that maybe I'm, I'm making more progress. Is that why this helps? Is there, is there other things you think that might be going on? Yeah, I think that, uh, well, kind of one point to the comment you made initially was, yeah, for the, the repayment procedure and that we're kind of talking about is people click on a specific item and allocate money towards that and then they could see the item disappear from their bill. And that's how we did it um, with um, real bank customers. And there's a way in which getting that feedback does seem really motivating. And in the lab, we actually tested vari a variety of ways in which we could design the bill and the experience of such. And it does seem to be that when the customer sees something being erased from their bill or removed through their payment, that feels more motivating and encourages more payment than just having something stay on the bill, but you know, not seeing it go away. So seeing something go away matters. Um, and, and that's kind of consistent with this idea of people wanting to pay off the, the low credit card. You know, if you have multiple credit cards, they want to pay off the small debt first. So they can see it go away. See yeah. it go away. Exactly. You know, it's I just, I just don't want to have this bill each month. I want to, I want to pay it off. Mm -hmm. And in some ways allocating your payment towards specific purchases is a lot more work. There's a lot of clicking to do, especially if you have a lot of purchases, you know, like 10 pairs of shoes, yeah. you're like click pay off. And it's a lot easier if you were already going to pay it in full, just to pay the full balance. Cause you just type in like whatever the balance is and pay and pay. Um, but yeah, so what's really, what seems to be going on is people um, anchor to a different thing. They, they anchor to a purchase that they made um, or maybe even something close to the minimum payment, maybe just a little bit more than that. They get the impression that they, they get to experience their debt being like meaningfully um, reduced. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't seem super meaningful, even a $5 purchase at like Starbucks can feel like, ooh, at least I, I got rid of that. Um, yeah. Or I have fewer now, right? I got rid of a lot yeah. of little things and now I've only got that big vacation that I have to still pay off. Yep. And we actually, in, in, our, in the field and in our lab studies, we do see that people prioritize paying smaller items first, in part because of this impression of progress is, is exemplified mm. by seeing a lot of things get reduced um, right away. Okay. So that's consistent with the, um, the snowballing effect by, that Dave Ramsey suggests. Okay. Yeah, you know, I also wonder too, is it, you know, right, it, it, it's, it's snowballing, it feels like I'm making progress and I'm also paying off. If you could think of, you know, there's a pain of paying, but there's also a, a, a utility of paying off and, you know, of getting rid of, of a debt. And so you, each one of these little things you get rid of, you're like, ah, that's gone. You know, that's, that's a small, and you think about prospect theory, you, these are lots of little gains are going to be more powerful than just paying off one, one, one big gain.
right? Um, and and I think that the anchoring part as well um, might also be interesting because you know that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, when they in instituted that new credit card chart that has you know minimum payment, maximum payment, and it kind of gives you more anchors and more things to to pay with, it's is kind of in line with that. Yeah, exactly. It's so consistent with like the idea that maybe there's some joy in repaying by you know getting to see things getting erased. We do see with uh, the credit card company we collaborated with, we ran our experiment over a, a period of six months. And we do look at new purchases on the credit card. And, and when people make payments oh. towards specific items, they actually make fewer new purchases, which kind of suggests that they might be less interested in seeing that come back up on their bill. And, and it becomes something they have to pay that might be, you know, they want to avoid doing that or they're, they're feeling committed to getting that, that balance down to, to zero. Yeah, and and, may, and um, it makes me think too. There's a little bit of an involvement as well. Now I'm more involved in my spending and thinking about it and my budget more closely. Yeah. So we've called that like awareness, awareness of what is being paid. But I think it brings greater awareness of like the implications yeah. of any financial choices you're making, and so people end up paying more and then they they spend less. Yeah. And so yeah, a lot okay. of people, a lot of people ask me like, well, why would a credit card credit card company want to do such a thing because don't they make their money off of interest <laughs> charges? Right. The answer is yes, but there's, I think there more and more we're seeing that um, being positioned as a kind of a financial wellness kind of uh, product could be attractive to customers. So in uh, some of our studies, granted hypothetical lab studies, we see that people are willing to switch credit card companies to one that would offer such a feature. Uh, and as I mentioned before, we saw that this feature was particularly attractive to people who were in danger of defaulting on their loans. So it ends yeah. up being, um, it could be like rolled out to, to specific customers who might need the most help and um, also might in, in, in some effect be profitable for the firm too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it, credit card companies don't want defaults. They want people that, that can pay off uh their debts they're not in the business of that you know a majority and and the, the the mainstream banks and and credit cards they make money from you paying it off and so if there's a tool out there that can help consumers pay off their debts and um they also want customers that uh that that are sustainable over time it, it just doesn't a, a good bank wants a customer for life that's more expensive to get a new customer than it is to keep an existing one. And so if, if your customers are going into default and going bankrupt and not able to sustain themselves, that ends up not being a, a profitable or, or, or a reliable customer to a financial institution. So, um, uh, you know, and, and that I think is one thing that, that we talk about here is we're about out of time. I can kind of wrap this up is that we talk a lot about it uh, at executive education here at Fisher is about sustaining customers over time. That marketing is not just about selling one more widget or just selling one more one more car or trying to trick a consumer once. You wanna build a relationship with a customer that's gonna last over time. And you do that by giving them the tools to, to, to be a sustainable and, a, and, a, and, and happy and, and, a good, and a good consumer. So thanks, Grant. You know, this has uh, really been interesting conversation. I've, I've learned a lot today. Um, I think, like I said, these are really good examples of some of the research we talk about at, at Fisher and some of the graduate courses and executive education. So I appreciate you coming on. Best of luck uh, in your research. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can do this again, again soon sometime. How about that? I love that. Thank you so much. It was great talking with you. And um, 
I look forward to chatting again. Great. Take care. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. For more episodes or information about executive education program offerings, please visit fisher.osu.edu.